out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. My name's RJ. My name's Blay, and this is the podcast where two best friends, RJ and myself, try to become better friends by convincing each other to like the other person's hobby or true love. Every week we have a different subject. Every week one of us brings an expert guest. And every week the loser donates to a charity. Uh, This week we're talking about short films. And RJ, what is the charity that either you or I will be donating to? All right, so today's charity is pretty cool. It's the Dwayne S. Parker One Love Foundation. They provide counseling service, educational support, and uh, like a really cool annual summer camp for children and adolescents who have lost a parent or an immediate family member. And if you guys also want to donate, you can go to DSP, as in Paul, OneLove.com. I love it. I all I always feel bad every week because every week we have a great charity. Yeah. And sometimes I donate, sometimes you donate, but every week we both should just be donating. We just We're a-holes. Donate. We're a-holes. <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah, we both yeah. should be. Uh but this charity in particular is very specific and important and very cool to our guest. Who is your guest today? Who'd you bring along? I have brought... So today I am going to try to be convincing you to watch short films. I've made a lot of short films. I'm a huge fan of the format. uh, And I have brought along uh, as my expert from Batwoman... Cameras Johnson. Hello, Cameras. What's up, fellas? Happy to be What's here. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Thanks Cameras for coming, dude. How, Thanks for coming. Uh, how, how's it going? You guys are still shooting up in Vancouver, yeah? Yeah, man. We're happy with the season. We're on, I want to say, episode 11 or 12 out of 18. So we That's are amazing. moving. Yeah, it's, it's great so far, man. We're having a good before, time. Before we talk about your short film... Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about why the charity we picked today is special to you. Yeah. So um, sadly, my uncle passed away a couple of years ago. He was my dad's best friend. And uh, I made a short film for my dad to help him grieve the loss of his best friend. So um, short films are awesome. So yeah, <laughs> I love this already. <laughs> they sound really sad. RJ, if you <laughs> argue so against, if you are, if you argue against cameras, cameras is no heart. Film, you have no but soul. No, I, I made it for my dad, and um, after I showed it to my aunt and my cousins, uh, they were inspired by it to start this foundation in my uncle's name. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Awesome. And really, I mean, we, we're we both going to donate, but we're yeah, going to yeah. pretend for the podcast <laughs> one of us will donate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll both donate because it is a great I cause. I appreciate that. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Of course. Of course, man. Um, and so tell us a little bit about, like, how did you... So that kind of was the the seed to you wanted to do something. Why mm-hmm. did you decide on a short film? So it's funny because, you know, I realized that talking to my dad was just hard, you know, like I feel like when it comes to men talking to other men about their emotions and their feelings, we've been taught not to do that and yeah. just, you know, say, hey, pop, it's all going to be good. You know, <laughs> fist bump, yeah. fist bump, you know, see you, pops, bump, see you out later. there. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know how to say like, hey, man, are you OK? You know, I love you. I'm here for you. Let me know. Like we can cry together. Uh, I don't know how to do that. So. I know that I talk best through filmmaking. I talk best through art, specifically (laughs) short films. So (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I, um, 
I decided to make an animated short because a live action short would be too much. It would cost money and locations and it would take too much time. And although animation also takes time, it was something that I could do immediately. It was something that I could, I could do from home. Um, so I ended up deciding to make an animated short and kind of just became a thing. That's just, awesome. Let me just say, first of all, <laughs> I have, I have seen your short film. Mm-hmm. It's called grab my hand. A letter to my dad. It's amazing. It's Thank like an you. incredible short film. I'm arguing that in general, <laughs> watching short films is a massive waste of time. And, and that's not to say that I can't like one here and there. You know, I right. also don't read a sure. ton of books, but that's, I've read a few that are great. <laughs> that is I true. completely that disagree. Is I mean, but so you like long form movies like you like movies feature films like oh, actual yeah. if i'm movies. gonna if i'm gonna watch a movie let's make it let's get the whole thing let's get the but you realize thing. that a lot of you know movie directors started with short films they started making short films first and once they were discovered through making shorts and they extend a, a, a movie is just a long short film bro that's i know right. a short film that's is right. just a, a film that's short yeah. it's like a practice film that no one else needs to really see <laughs> What did you cameras? What did you learn in making your in making this short film? What did was it your first animated project? It was my first animated project. Yeah, I made wow. it, um, and then I made it my first live action short later that year. So I made two shorts in the same year. Um, I learned a lot from it, man. I mean, the main thing because for the animated short, it was really just me and my animator. We didn't really have much of a team, mm-hmm. so it was just sort of us figuring it out and sort of improving as we went through it. Um, but I basically learned, you know, to not worry about. Uh, audiences and, crit- and critics and things. That pe- I mean, it was never planned to be in festivals and seen by people outside of my family in the first place. But yeah. all I cared about was getting my message across the right way. I just wanted my dad to perceive it exactly the way that I was trying to say it and nothing else mattered. And I think that's something that I learned is when it comes to filmmaking, just don't worry about the masses like haters, like AJ, or, 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 <laughs> and just focus on like, you know what the message is and, and you know, yeah. trying to get, what you're trying to say clear. And then if you, if you focus on that, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And what's, what, what's something that surprised you about that you were like, that maybe you didn't realize uh, when you made your first short film, what was kind of about the process or how it turned out or. I was surprised that animation of any type could move quickly. Um, Cause we did like what I call free animation where my animators sort of just animated while listening to my narration and we Whoa. made it pretty yeah. abstract so that we don't really have characters or location. You know, it's sort of just like a, a film that moves with the, the music and, yeah, the, flows. and the, the words. Yeah. It just kind of flows. Yeah. And because of that, we made it in like a matter of two months, which I didn't know was possible. But the yeah. bigger thing that I learned, I just I what I was surprised by, rather, I just didn't think that people outside of my family would connect to it because. I made it for my family. So when other right. people were saying, oh, you know, I cried or I, it made me call my dad or my best friend. I was like, oh, that was not what I thought it was going to do. But that's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I will that's say after cool. I watched it, it definitely made me like emotional. It was like it. Well, one thing that's super that you don't really think about. I don't think I mean, my experience with short films comes mainly from like people making short films and like film school or something right, like right. things that are not completely thought out or maybe they didn't have enough time or enough resources or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yours in particular is like, it's so tight feeling like it feels like your script was like great before you, and you said you improvised a lot of it. And that's just a testament to how 
good you are doing that. But like, it really feels like succinct and like a just a nice piece of work that you can show. Thank you. I appreciate comp- that. But I, a so complete right. idea. It really does feel like a complete idea, which is very cool. I appreciate it. It was originally like an actual like ten page script with characters and scenes and everything. Oh and wow! Because of because we wanted to get it to my dad so quickly, we decided to just really simplify it. Um, but that's the thing about shorts, though, is you know, in my opinion, I feel like yes, there are a lot of these student films that are you know working through the kinks, to like trying to figure out how to make a short film and how to get that story across. But the thing about short films is, you know, I feel like you start working through the kinks the younger that you are the 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 least experienced that you are and then when you get to a point where you are actually working as a director writer actor whatever and you want to make a film sometimes a short film is just the the affordable version of a movie or it's the it's the original version of a movie for some people too so there are some short films out there that are honestly a million times better than features made by the same director because they were forced to focus on this small project that had a lot more uh, resource, not, not more resources, but if you have a 10 minute script, there's a lot less things you need to make sure are perfect than when it's a 120 page script, you know? So there are 100%. some short films out there that are just like absolutely brilliant because they have all this extra time to really nitpick. And also when it comes to a short film, you often don't have studios and giant execs and stuff over you. So you just have to, it's just you and your, your collaborators and your art and making sure that it's received the way that you want it to. Um, but I get it though. Like I get what you're coming for where some short films feel in a way amateur, but that's okay though, because a short film is, it doesn't always have to be like a Pixar short, you know, it doesn't always have to take four <laughs> yeah, years to yeah. make, you that's know, right. as long as you can make it the right way, then you know, it yeah. can be a, a three minute short live. Action. How would you, brilliant. how would you, everyone knows you're on Batwoman and mm-hmm. you do longer form projects. How would you compare the two? Compare to like, how would you compare a short film working on a short project like that to working on something much more longer and drawn out, much mm-hmm. longer and drawn out, you know, like, like a TV show that's, serialized well i'd say that when it comes to like a tv show for example i feel more like an important cog in a machine so i feel like there's a lot of us that have really important jobs and everybody's job is so important but not to say that everyone's job isn't important in a short film because it is but in a tv show i feel like there's always going to be something going on that i don't know about and that's okay um, and there's always going to be someone doing something that I've never met and that's okay <laughs> because yeah, yeah. there's so many things that are necessary when it comes to press and scheduling and scripts and casting, blah, blah, blah. There are often times where I get a, a script for a new episode and we've already cast the people in the new episode and they're like really important characters. And I'm like, Oh snap. Okay. So I like hit them up on Instagram. <laughs> like, Hey, welcome to the, to the family. Like I had no <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah. You're in quarantining in Vancouver right now. Like I had no idea. And then when it comes to a short film, you don't have all those people. So you have to, you know, everything that's going on, you know, who everyone is, you know, every piece of that puzzle, because if you watch a short film and you don't like it, that's my fault. You don't blame anybody else. So I have to know. And not only that, I have to appoint everyone that's in charge, everyone that's doing something because every job is so much, I shouldn't say more important because they're equally as important, but since there's a lot less people involved, uh, it's a it's a smaller um, family to to be looking after. I guess that's the main mm-hmm. difference is size, size and resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, and I think that is the perfect segue into my <laughs> first argument, which we will get to right after this break. And we're back. 
That's right. I am convincing, with the help of Batwoman's Cameras Johnson and filmmaker Cameras Johnson, uh, to uh, try to convince RJ to watch and appreciate short films. Uh, Cameras has made an amazing animated short film called Grab My Hand, A Letter to My Dad, which you can find on his Instagram and Twitter at Cameras J. Uh, and we were just discussing now, Cameras, you are exactly talking about what you've hit upon many points that I feel very strongly about when it comes to short films. And what we were just talking about before the break is vision. And I think as all three of us are creative people and as as people who create, you know, you have an idea in your head and we all know the biggest struggle is getting that idea, which is awesome. Oh man, in my head, it's so great out into the world. It's right. that is the game. That is the hardest game. That's why many people give up because they think, oh, in their head, it's awesome. But what they can actually accomplish or what they can do is kind of a C and they mm-hmm. want an A plus. And, you know, it takes work to get, you know, all the skills and all that up to an A. And I think that when it comes to a short film, cameras, things you were saying like that, that I really um, uh, agree with. And I think that are, are not to be dismissed are it's a smaller team of people. It's less moving parts when you're making a short film. It's less, like you mentioned, studio involvement. It's basically you or you and whoever is financing it. Mm -hmm. But again, the stakes in many ways are lower. So everyone is kind of has a smaller stick up their ass (laughs) when it comes (laughs) to that whole thing. And, um, and I think that that's really important, you know, so I, I made a short film called How to Lose Weight in Four Easy Steps. And that came out of a I was in a bad relationship. I broke up and I decided I was going to for the first time in my life, go to the gym and I lost 90 pounds and I was very depressed, but I looked awesome and ripped. <laughs> and I wrote just a blog about it on Tumblr. I was just like, oh, how to lose weight in four easy steps. And, the, you know, the joke was step one, you know, no no bread. Step two, portion control. You know, step three, get your heart broken. And that's <laughs> and a huge. And there's a short and step four, no fruit juice. And so there's there's this structure. There's the joke. And I think that it was just a singular, small story, a small vision. Uh, and the director, Ben Berman, did a fantastic job. Uh, and, you know, Beck Bennett from SNL was in it. Uh, Britt Laura from Seeking Woman. Conan O'Brien played a little. Uh, Conzi was in it. Yeah, a little pervert. He was a pervert awesome. in the gym for a second. But, uh, you know, and it went to Sundance. It played at Cannes. I mean, it, it went all over and, and you know, millions and millions and millions of views. But I think the thing to remember there is it was a small, singular vision. It was right. just the story of my heartbreak. And if a network had been involved or other a ton of people had been involved, I don't think it would have come out as pure, you know. Mm-hmm. And and same thing, like cameras, you were saying, you, you this. Your and the first short film you did, the animated short film, Grab My Hand, A Letter to My Dad, it was just something you wanted to do. You just wanted to do it because you had a, something in your head you wanted to do for your father and and you just wanted to express. And so right. that's why, you know, short films are a pure vision. Uh, so which is, you're, yeah. just, let me just get it. Just want to be clear. Your first yeah. argument is that the that there's there's small visions that they're. No, they're, it's the opposite. They're, they're un, unadulterated, I think. Ah, it's pure. pure visions. Because I think it, it really shows, it like allows, I think, a filmmaker to 
really get their idea out there in exactly the way that they want. And I'll give you another example. One of my favorite filmmakers, Neil Blomkamp, did District 9. He did Chappie. He did all these other great movies. Yeah, and he he started a studio called Oats Studios. All right. And they just make these little short films and they are perfect little snapshots of cool, weird sci-fi horror stuff. And by the way, tiny stories that probably wouldn't hold up to a full length film. But a short the short film is a, just another way to tell a story. There are short stories that are way better than novels. How is that so hard to understand? There are short see, films and better than than full length films. That's a point that I was going to hop on to because I, I do want to say one thing about studios where I don't want to say that, you know, short films are only good if they're if there's no studio involvement, because that's not what we're saying here. Um, so no, not at many, all. Many at incredible all. short films out there are, are were made because there were studio involvement. Yeah. Um, and many feature length films are awesome because of studio backing. Exactly, like that's exactly. the thing, too. It goes awesome both ways. It goes, so both, it goes ways. both ways. I think mm-hmm. to your last point, though, is um, the thing about some short films is that the reason that short films exist and that we need them is that some stories only work in short format. Yeah. For example, my animated short grab my hand, a letter to my dad and the festival circuit, the short's been to over 50 festivals or so. And a lot of people kept asking, are you, do you see yourself adapting this into anything or like extending it, doing something? And I was like, no, that's the story. Like the story was five minutes long and to turn it into a feature animated short would be, I mean, a feature animated film would be what, you know, <laughs> give, yeah. showing my dad and my uncle growing up like, no, <laughs> yeah, like, that just, sounds awesome. Give me some no, flashbacks. <laughs> you don't need it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, you know, for a lot of stories, like, especially when it comes to screenwriting, it's cutting the fat, you know, it's, it's getting rid of all of the things that you don't deem necessary to get the, the correct message and story across. So, if cutting all the fat means you only end up with five minutes, then that's what the story is rather than extending it into a future where you don't need all the unnecessary information. Yeah. I will say to that point, I think, I think that's a really smart point. I think, um, one of my biggest problems with short films sometimes, and this is actually one of my problems with short stories sometimes is that they're actually too long. Sometimes I feel like there's like too much setup and they don't get into it quick enough. I don't know. Interesting. I, so in I, short stories? I don't think you're watching enough short films. Yeah, dude. I'm <laughs> definitely what not are you talking about? about? I'm definitely not. Like, the last short film I watched was an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> this Lord of the Rings short film Listen, is really a, crazy. Have you I'm seen a millennial. these? millennial. If you're going to tell me something is a short film, keep it under a minute. Let's go. Keep it under a minute. Yeah, buddy. Get out of of here. Cut the fat. Like Cameron said, to my point, one minute max. I'm a millennial. Let's move on to the next one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, but no, I think that 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 and that I think and and I, you know, cameras, I I think we're on the same page. You know, again, how to lose weight in short four easy steps. Same thing. It wouldn't make a good feature length film because you'd lose the thread of the joke. Of it being, you know, and that whole thing. So it does exist in a certain and same thing with your short film. It exists in a very that's the container it should be right. in. And that's kind of all you need. And there's a beauty in that. So. But all right. To, yeah. Oh, it's so great. Continue. No, go ahead, please. I was going to say to shift that. Please. Because we're mainly talking about short films and how important it is to focus on the story. But like I said in the very beginning, 
short films are also a way for a lot of director, writers, actors, producers, etc., to get their name out there, to get their projects' names out there. So it's like you're reading my outline, dude. I love it. Let's go. That's my second point. Go for it. I love it. Go. No. Go. I agree. Go. 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 It is. It is five minutes long. But my next short film, Blue Bison, is twenty minutes long. And yes, that's That's long. That's a long. long. It is a long short, but. When people watch it, it moves quickly. So people say, what happens next? What else is there? And I say, well, I'm glad you asked because we're adapting it into a television series, you see. So that's the thing about shorts, you know, is like that's another way is that if a successful short is one that either gives you the entire story within a short amount of time or gives you the entire story that you're looking for, but also leaves you in a cliffhanger wanting more. And that is how a lot of feature films get made. Like Whiplash, for example, was a short film first. But then others is how some some TV series get made too. But even besides adapting the project into something else, it also shows that I can do this. I can give you a story that that leaves you wanting more, maybe not from this story, but from my career, which is how – what's the director of uh, of Hereditary? Ari Aster. Yep. Um, he has, if I'm not mistaken, a crazy short film that's also 20 minutes, and I believe it's called "What Happened to the Johnsons." Or uh, it's the the strange thing about the, the strange Johnsons. thing is about the Johnsons. Super long short film, freaking great, so great. incredibly creepy. And now he's Ari Aster. He's a 24 brilliance. He's killing it right now, and it's all because he had an incredible short film that left us wanting more from his career. Absolutely. Then, Absolutely. And you know what? And and here's the thing. And and just to piggyback on Cameron's point, like, you know, it is not just a proof of concept for the story, but also for the director. Here's a list. Are you ready? Uh, and, and by the way, these are th- these are just I just went through. These are just a few stories that of uh, short films that became feature films. You, you mm-hmm. mentioned whiplash by mm-hmm. Damien Chazelle, which is great. Uh, you know, Neil Blomkamp, we mentioned him before alive in Joe Berg, uh, became district nine, George Lucas, electronic labyrinth, THX 1138. Became That's right. The, the, THX 1138. Wes Anderson made bottle rock as a, sh- a black and white short film before that. Uh, Jared Hess, a movie called Palooka became a movie called Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Jim Cummings, Thunder Road, the short, became the movie Thunder Road. I'm going to get this person's name wrong. Ben Zeitland, Zeitland made Glory at Sea, which became Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh, uh, and I, I just saw this great movie called Prospect with Pedro Pascal. And that was a short film called Prospect by Zeke Earl and Chris Caldwell. It, the, it goes on and on and on and on and on. But again... You know, the the it's an idea that is a seed that can either blossom into something larger or give you uh, uh, an idea of what this person can accomplish to Mm -hmm. do something larger. But like I said earlier, these sound, uh, you know, little (laughs) like they sound a little like practice, practice movies. And then, you know, like I'm really excited to see Cameras's TV show based on his short film that I don't have to watch anymore because that's going to be a huge TV show. But I say it. But see, I think that that is purely perception on your that is uneducated perception. Thunder (laughs) Road, Jim Cummings Thunder Road, which won at Sundance the year I was there, is fantastic and a fully formed 
idea that's great it's this cop who it's i think it's his his father's funeral is that what it is his mother's funeral and he goes up to to and he just it's one take and he gives this eulogy that like rambles on and on and he starts singing thunder road at a point and it's just it's so good and it's so amazing but but rj i guess what you're saying hold on i think i am not i think i misunderstood your point a little i think what I heard was some of these short films are made with the intent of being bigger things eventually. But I think what your point is, is that these short films are so good that That's they can the be point. expanded into yes. something. Eventually. That's well, the point. I think there are like, I think there's both though. I mean, like right. either one is okay. Cause the thing about a short film that is made to adapt into something else is that even if you make a short film to adapt, that's not practice. That's proof. So if I make a short film to Great adapt point. it into a TV series, I can't make a short film that's bad <laughs> and then expect you to give me money to make a series. And on that <laughs> good point, point, good point. I have this short film, Blue Bison, like I said before, there was this one person that wanted to be involved. And the year that, that this person wanted to be involved, I was like, if I say yes, we can make it. And that's Nicholas what I want to do is, is yeah, that was it. Was it Nicholas Cage? Cage? Of course it was. <laughs> so me and Nicholas Cage he wanted to be in the short and I, whoever this person was, it just wasn't a perfect fit, but it didn't mean I could make the short happen, meaning I'd have something to show. And then yeah. I've talked to one of my mentors and he said, if you make a film that is like 60%, then if you're going into room trying to adapt it into a series, they're going to see the series as 60%. So I didn't take the person on and I waited so we could make it at a hundred because making the short film great is what matters. And then yeah. turning it into a TV series yes. is extra. I mean, even if that's always been the goal, even if even if that's what I wanted to do, I have to still make the short film and give it my all and make it worthwhile and make it something that you want to watch because who wants to watch a series based off of a bad short film, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's less so practice. It's it's more so of, you know, it's, it's, it's showing you what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, again, like even, you know, somebody like Paul Thomas Anderson, who's such a, you know, a giant, you know, he made Coffee and Cigarettes, which was this short film about this $20 bill that follows this $20 bill and passed passed around people. And that he and that eventually became his movie Heart Eight, which is great. But uh, again, it just showed that, like, here's an idea that I'm trying to articulate about people being interconnected. And here's a theme that I like. And I'm proving to you I can do it. Give me the money and I can go do it. And he's done that in you know, Boogie Nights. He's done that in several other of his Magnolia, several other of his films. That's but that theme first started in a in a short film that he did. And mm. totally. So it is kind of an expansion, but a hundred percent I agree, cameras. It's not like you're making, oh, here's this turd, that <laughs> tiny turd. Give me money for a bigger turd. No, right. it's not how it works, dude. <laughs> You know, and so and I think and RJ, I do think, you know, you writing scripts and all these things, there is obviously it's good to be able to swing for the fences. But games are also one on base hits and there are ideas that can be done in a in, in, in a short form in a in a, a way that will help you then produce a larger, longer thing. So mm-hmm. second point being. You know, again, like these proof of concepts, these these films are great and then can become larger things. And that's why you need to have your finger on the pulse of the short film. And my third argument here, again, something that something we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also and this is a little bit more esoteric. But we've kind of touched upon how 
Um, films have, and cameras you brought up, Ari Aster. Films have, uh, you know, launched the careers of, so, short films have launched the careers of so many luminaries. Now, when you watch The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, which, by the way, is super fucked up, it's, but I love it's it. on YouTube. It's really <laughs> great. It's really great. And honestly, I'm going to be honest, I liked it more that I thought it was, I liked it more, uh, it, I thought it was more disturbing than Hereditary or Midsummer. by the way. Really? I liked it. Well, because it felt more real, dude. It, it felt more real. Super real, yeah. It was you know, it, it's, super yeah. <laughs> there's nothing supernatural it's so, about it. I, I've only heard about yeah. what it is, and it's it sounds very dark. just so dark. After the first minute, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa. And, like, and it's not even anything like terrible, but it's like, it's terrible because it happened, not terrible, yeah. like, it's not yeah. gory or anything. Yeah, but it's yeah, funny. Yeah because the first minute sets the entire short film where you're like, yeah. wait, a, wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, but, it's great. But also I think really, it, and this is what I really appreciated about it, seeing it after having seen Hereditary and, mm-hmm. and Midsummer, you can see kind of the techniques that Ari Aster's starting to use there. There's a great scene where... The sun is. Do you remember that scene where uh, the mom's there and the sun is sitting in the other room, partially obscured, and they're having this conversation? And there's a scene exactly like that in Hereditary. It, it's framed almost exactly the same way. And oh, I was really? like, "Wow, that's cool!" Like there, you can start to see these techniques. And so, you know, people like. And, and one thing. So, taking a step back a little bit, you're we're talking about the technique of filmmaking, and cameras. You are. You are are so brilliant and have such a good, uh, uh, such great experience in, in in a multifaceted way when it comes to production. You know, like being on all sides of things and and really getting getting that experience. RJ, I think, could use a little more of that. Is that right? Well, because well, because I think you are primarily a writer. I don't yeah. think you do a lot of production. We, you and I, have made a short film driving around. We did. But I do a lot of product. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, but you don't do a lot of production. And yeah, so I yeah. think that there's a lot of it would be behoove you to look at some of the early work of people like Michelle Gondry, you know, David Fincher, like these people who started in music videos mm. because that's almost all technique. But they are those tell stories also, you know, and these mm. people who go on to do great things like they start somewhere and you could see them working out the pieces there. And I think it would be inspiring to you because again, cameras, I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine all your experience and all these different facets of show business and production only serve to inform everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've sort of been in like in nearly every, every position now. Cause I, I did so many yeah. years of background work as an actor and then I did a, a, a little bit of production assistant work um, in the crew as well. So I got to be at the, the very bottom of both sides of the camera. Sure, which is and important. To, yeah, which is very important. And then to work my way up to, you know, now being the actor, director, producer, which is on the top of both sides of the camera as well. It's That's why I said before is it's important to see how every job around you is important because yeah. one little thing goes wrong and it can ruin everything. And I think that's one thing that's so cool about short films too is – you know, if you are a gaffer, for example, and you work on a TV show, then there is like so much more going on. There's like all these so many different episodes, so many different setups. But when it comes to a short film, 
being the gaffer, which is the lighting person for to the people that don't know, um, to be on to be on set for of a short film for those three days, you know that this like you lit this like, like yeah. this is your baby. Like you made it look exactly how you wanted it to. And those five, 10, 15, 20 minutes is going to look exactly how you planned it. And there weren't there are a lot less hiccups involved because in a TV series we shoot. Well, my show personally shoots 10 months a year. So who knows in those 10 months how many times you got sick, you couldn't be there, you know, something yeah. came up, we're rushing, whatever. But in that short film, in those three, four days that we have to shoot that, there's so much more that is on you. This is so much more our project, our baby, yeah. like our thing. Because um, again, like I said before, if it doesn't look good, they blame you. <laughs> like, <laughs> else. like We blame you, Mr. Gaffer or Mrs. Gaffer. Um, so yeah. Can I ask so, you yeah. both? I've, so I've seen both of your short films, obviously. Mm -hmm. They're both great. Uh, can I ask you both, other than the ones you've seen, or other than the ones you've made, what are your mm -hmm. favorite, if you could, if you had a favorite short film that I should oh, go one? watch, to, to this point that, that Blay you're making right now, which is, uh, both of you are making, that they're, they're a great example of technique, for someone right. or they can like convey someone's tone. If you gave me one short film that I should go watch after this podcast, what would it Ooh. be? Or for the people listening who are like me, who have never <laughs> really watched any short film other than what's before a Pixar movie, which are great by the way. Oh, You're dang. Right? So I was about to give you so many Pixar shorts. Okay. So not a Pixar <laughs> short. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fine too. Pixar, they, I, th this is kind of against some of your other points, but like they do, make amazing short films. The difference is, is they have tons of money and time. And yeah. 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 Where make them over years and years. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one that I mentioned because I think it's going to blow up your idea of what a short film is. And that's oh. Jim Cummings thunder road. I think that that is because I think you have an idea of short films being student films and they're not yeah. to Cameron's point. And I sometimes. do think th sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but I mean like, the, the, like the, what we're, what we're talking about for the most part is that yeah. short films don't need to be that. They can be a fully formed thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that you have this idea in your brain that a short film is just a longer film, but it's a feature film, but done shitty and tiny. Yeah. And I, I think that Thunder <laughs> Road is a great example of uh, it's a different structure and it's extremely it looks it is very slick very it's beautiful and it's well done it's well acted it's simple it's engrossing and i think that it again is something that kind of only even though he made he extrapolated the character out to a feature length film it is a perfect it ties a bow on it and i think it i think it would blow your mind a little bit and it's funny it's very funny and touching so cameras right. what do you think I have two animated shorts for you. Um, one is called Alike, which is one of my absolute favorite animated Ooh. shorts. I was going to give you a ton of, uh, I mean, there's so many animated shorts that I love, but I was trying to think of one that wasn't from like Pixar or DreamWorks. Um, cause I know so many of those I like is so freaking great because it, it deals with, it's very simple about uh, how it is with colors, but not to give the story away. There's two main characters, a son and a father. And the father is blue and the son is orange and they're living in a world that's all gray and white. And cool. the, the dad, yeah. And the dad like lives in this very boring job where he like everyone around him is gray and everyone's boring or whatever. But every day that they walk to school slash to work, there's this big tree with a musician under it playing. And that tree is full of color and it's green. And it's beautiful. And the son always wants to go over to the tree, but the dad never lets him. 
So the more that he doesn't let his son go, the more gray his son becomes. Ah. And eventually his son is no longer orange. So they have to, you know, so that that's a beautiful, beautiful oh, story. And it's also great. a great example of um, how that story is enough. Like you get the entire thing within a short film, a short, uh, a short amount of time. But an even better example of a short film that would never work as a feature film and is perfect. There's an animated short that is so simple called nuggets have you heard of nuggets no nuggets is on youtube it's it's uh i think it's maybe six years old 20 million views and it is maybe the most simple animated short i've ever seen and it's also one of the most incredible it is like it is, is it, about i don't even i want to give it away but yeah is it is it under a minute <laughs> no it's not under a minute <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe <laughs> two maybe three minutes long um i don't know how to give you much information about it without giving it away yeah don't give it away i I definitely want to go watch it and i yeah and for anyone listening who wants to go watch it too if it to this the reason i wanted to ask is because i thought and this is what i thought would happen is you guys both gave me examples of things that like they're like very simple but the creative simple ways to get points across like cameras you said in a like they're they're very it's very simple because everything's black and white and they're two different colors and it Mm -hmm. shows the color draining from someone just like you know they're whatever Mm -hmm. just like you do to me exactly like you do to me exactly (laughs) Exactly. uh so that's cool I, i i'll definitely uh if I decide that this is worth it, I'll check those out. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> All right. Well, I've laid out, Cameras and I have laid out a, a lot of really great arguments. And we are going to take a break and we will be back with RJ's verdict of whether he will watch short films or not. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. So you guys have laid out quite a few arguments. Blay, you've yes. got uh, Cameras Johnson. From Batwoman, who also made an amazing short film. Um, uh, yeah, I, this is one of the few. Epi- I mean, give give me the give me the arguments one more time. All right, the arguments are there are a lot of arguments, but a three yeah. arguments are first of all, it is just a different, uh, more pure way to tell a, a story. So it, mm-hmm. it is a vision of a director or a filmmaker that is simple and the, has the least amount of. Um, barriers between the head and out into the world. So they're, they want to express a thing and they're saying it in a very clear, perfect way. We are also saying it is a, some short films only work as short films. They don't work as longer pieces. This is the story. This is the idea. This is the thought, the feeling that this filmmaker is trying to convey. It only works in this container. It doesn't work in the larger container. And there's a beauty in that. And then of course, there's a lot of very famous movies that have become famous and huge only because they were great short films. And those short films are just as good, if not better than they are, than their feature film counterparts. And then finally, this is the weirdest one, but the one I think is the strongest argument is you want to be a great screenwriter to do that. You need to study the greats. You need to study the greats. And a lot of these fantastic filmmakers, Paul Thomas Anderson, these people cut their teeth and develop their technique in the short film format. You could learn a lot just as a writer 
by watching short films. Boom. I have one final point. Please. Hit me with it. Me with it. Please. So as we all know, there are many, uh, many different forms of love. There's many different, many different ways of uh, receiving love and giving love. I'm going to give one sort of final example. Yeah. Um, so say that you are in love with someone. And RJ's you, never felt that emotion, but RJ <laughs> pretend, but imagine. pretend and yeah. you made a very big mistake, right? There are many ways to go about solving this huge mistake that you've made. And it really depends on the, 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 the partner, which for a filmmaker can be the audience because the audience is very much our partner. Um, so example one would be that you go to the ends of the earth to prove that you have all the means <laughs> to never make that mistake again. You get balloons. You get a hot air balloon. You get helicopter tickets. Just movies, all different balloon things. Parade, parade, confetti. You know, yeah. Everything. You know, you do all the big things to apologize and prove to your lover that you will never make this mistake again. Some people really enjoy that. Huge gestures. All the things. And then for other types of lovers, for other types of love, some people just need you to sit down very simply and very plainly and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is a short film. Wow. And you know what? The, is a yeah. The, the small gestures, gesture. small gestures can, uh, can mean more. And Sometimes neither is the more small... important than the other. That's right. But both are just as powerful and just as meaningful. Well, I'd like an apology from a Zeppelin. That'd be nice. <laughs> But yes, I I get your point and that to me is the perfect uh that's just like kind of the perfect wrap up of this whole argument uh and it's a great example of why these can be powerful even if they're not on paper powerful. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes just saying I love you or I'm sorry can be as powerful if not more powerful than a giant fireworks display that says I'm sorry. Mm. Um, so yeah, what I, you know, all the arguments, uh, you know, Blay, you, you were fine. Cameras brought insane. <laughs> oh! Cameras brought insane. Let, yeah. You know uh, what? You better rent that Zeppelin to apologize <laughs> for that comment. Uh, th no, I, this is one of the first times on this podcast where really just kind of talking about the first argument Talking about the like pure vision of these things and like, you know, how sometimes art can be simple, it's, you know, simple can be powerful, uh, even and then you wrapping it up at the end with uh, with the short film alike and then the uh, the love metaphor and everything. I think my problem has always been that I have just been uneducated. I, it's it's like someone saying I don't like, you know, I'm from Kentucky. It's like someone say I don't like California but they've never been there. They don't they don't right. know what it is. And I just don't think I really know what it is other than, you know, Pixar stuff. So, to sum it up, I will be donating to the charity. Hey, uh, the Dwayne S. Parker. I'm also uh, donating, foundation, but, but RJ lost, I think is what yeah. <laughs> RJ I lost. lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh Cameras Great job. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate it, y'all. And thank you for the donation. It means a lot to me and my family, of course. Yeah, man. Of course. Yeah, definitely, dude. And and of course, and everyone can watch your animated short film, Grab My Hand, A Letter to My Dad, on your Instagram and Twitter, at Cameras. Uh, Jay, where can we see your other short film? Is it out there to see? 
Not yet. Blue Bison is on the way. Um, Perfect. Wa- it is now finished, so we're just waiting to, uh, for it to start its festival run. Amazing. Dude, congrats. Um, thank That's you, great. man. Really excited. It's funny because it's the <laughs> it's the polar opposite of my last short. It is dark and gritty and long, and I love it. So That's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Every That's filmmaker great. should work on a wide spectrum. I love hey. it. I absolutely love it. You got to challenge yourself. Always, dude. Always. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank thank you for joining us. Uh, and remember to check out Batwoman as we got to get the word out there about Batwoman. Sunday yeah, that's, night. That's yeah. small project. <laughs> Your other small indie project. Yeah. yeah. Watch Batwoman Sundays at 8, 7 central on the CW, baby. Yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. And you guys can tune in uh, for new episodes of Hear Me Out every Wednesday. Please rate and review and tell your friends. If there's something you want us to debate, you can send us an email at hearmeouthearmeout at gmail.com. Thank you, Brett Kushner, for producing the podcast. Strange Hotels for the theme song, and we will see you next week. Beep. Beep.